Paramount claimed the Super Bowl set streaming records, but it left out details, so we try to quantify it. And we discuss the many reasons the Walmart Vizio deal makes sense. Listen now. Welcome to this week's edition of Inside the Stream. This is Will Richmond from Video News and Colin Dixon from Endscreen Media is along with me here. Hi, hi there, Colin. How is everything going? Well, it's a game of inches, Will. <laughs> That's how it's going. I'm still a little sad from the Niners loss last week in the Super Bowl. So close, but so close just doesn't get it done. That is true. Yes, you're licking your wounds. And um, we thought that we would actually talk a little bit about the Super Bowl and streaming in today's podcast up front and skip past doing news items and just focus on the Super Bowl. And as you said earlier, then also talking about the uh, potential acquisition of Vizio by Walmart. So just recapping on the Super Bowl uh, just briefly, and it's probably worth calling this the Super Bowl slash Taylor Swift viewing uh, <laughs> event because I think she probably had as much to do with driving the ratings as uh, the game itself. But according to CBS Sports, they said that a total of 123.4 million average viewers watched the game across all their different platforms CBS TV, Paramount Plus, Nickelodeon. Univision, CBS Sports, and the NFL digital properties, uh, including NFL Plus. So total viewership of 123.4 million. Um, that was up 7% versus last year. They said that over 200 million uh, viewers watched uh, either all or part of the Super Bowl across all networks. And that was the According to them, the highest unduplicated audience, total audience in history, up 10%. So the thing is, and 120 million, by the way, on CBS itself. So what they didn't specify, though, unfortunately, is um, how many viewers watched on streaming. And they really only said that this Super Bowl was the most streamed Super Bowl in history led by a record-setting audience on Paramount Plus, but did not say the number. And you and I were joking before we started recording that I'm a little bit skeptical of corporate press releases and sort of learned over time that if there's any number to be proud of in any possible way, it's going to be included in a press release. And the fact that CBS did not include a press a, um, a number here for streaming makes me a little bit curious what the actual streaming number was and whether it was as significant as it was last year. But they haven't shared it, so we don't really know. So we're having to do our own estimates, which I think you uh, actually did. Did you not? I did. And and like you, I, I mean, look, you don't get to say that unless you can back it up. Peacock was, and NBC and Peacock were very clear. They said 23 million watched on Peacock for their playoff game with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, so that was a big success for them. And if you're going to say this, then you need to back it up with numbers. Otherwise, it's just nonsense. Um, I did take a swing at this, Will. It's kind of hard because 
Paramount have only really given us numbers for Paramount Plus Global, and I think the last number they gave there was 63 million, which is a pretty decent whack. Um, I did get some data. TiVo helped me out with a little bit of penetration data of, of the number of people that say they're using Paramount Plus. And that, when I, when I use that data and sort of do some scaling with some other data, I won't bore you with the details, but you basically end up with about 33 million people in the US using it. Um, I think that, that feels a little low for the number of subscriptions. I think it's probably around 40. But anyway, so what I did was this. I used that number and the ratings number which Nielsen gave which I think was 43% I think they said they pulled uh, actually I think it was a bit higher than 43% wasn't it I think yeah no it was 43.5 was what they said it got a 43.5 share and I also pulled in the virtual MVPD numbers now this is the one that is never included they never include this in the in the press release and the reason I include it is because it's streaming. People are streaming to do this, so it's legitimate to include them. Uh, but usually they're included with the TV numbers. And of all of the virtual MVPDs, you could only really watch it on four, which was YouTube TV, Hulu Plus Live, Fubo, and DirecTV Stream. You couldn't watch it on Sling because they don't have CBS, and you, you obviously you can't watch it on Philo because Philo doesn't have any, any of that stuff anyway. So I removed all of those. So that gets you 14.6 million potential customers could have watched it on streaming. And then I used that 43.5% share number to sort of figure out how many of those were watching. And then the last step here is to apply a co-viewing multiple, which everybody does, and it's doubly so for for the Super Bowl. And this just accounts for the fact that one TV tuned to the Super Bowl is actually being watched by multiple people. And the one I used was the one I used from last year, which is what was used by Fox in their calculations, which was about 1.9. When you do all of that, you end up with a number that's somewhere in the region of 30 million. A low, I, I convinced myself that not Everybody on Paramount Plus, not as many people on Paramount Plus would watch as on TV. Um, and if you do that and you take a lower number, you might end up at about 25 million. But if you are aggressive and think more, then you could end up with 35. So I think it's probably around 30 million. Either way, even if it's 25, it's still a record. Last year, I calculated it as 21.8. So it's a big rise from last year and probably something in the range of 30 million people watching it streamed. So, you know, this is that's a pretty good whack of the total audience, right? Um, we're talking something like 30% of the audience was watching streamed. And this makes sense because we know how many people have left pay TV over the last few years. And in 2023, it was something like 8 million. So uh, I think I think we're pretty, I'm pretty happy with saying that it's around 30 million people streamed it this year. Yeah, assuming <clears throat> some number of them started Paramount Plus subscriptions solely to be able to watch the Super Bowl. People who had cut the cord or had never started a pay TV subscription just wanted to watch the game and started a, a Paramount Plus subscription, then will likely bail out. And, and just a quick note on latency, 
that this is the delay of streaming behind the game. Um, I did a lot of latency calculations, and uh, relative to the ATSC 1.0 broadcast, and I say that very specifically because the next-gen TV broadcast in my area was 17 seconds behind ATSC 1.0, which is something, again, we should, we should deal with that in a podcast. But I saw that the YouTube TV app was about 20 seconds behind the ATSC 1.0 broadcast, and Paramount Plus was 20 seconds or less. Um, in fact, in Q4... It's funny, it varied by quarter. Um, I dropped out of the app and then got back in each quarter just to, you know, reconnect and see if the latency changed. And it did. In Q4, Paramount Plus latency was only about eight seconds behind the broadcast. And I would note that there's a seven to ten second delay of the broadcast behind what's actually happening in the stadium. So if you saw Phoenix numbers... Phoenix numbers were quite were quite a bit higher, and they were quite a bit higher than mine, even taking that into account. But anyway, what's really meaningful is behind the broadcast that everybody else is watching, and it was around 20 seconds. Okay, fair enough. Well, probably time to shift to our second story, unless you feel any need to be consoled further on the, <laughs> on the 49ers loss, which was a tough one for sure. It, it sure was. And, uh, well, we could talk about that for a long time, but no, why don't we talk about Vizio and Walmart? And you are going to get us going. I am. And this is, it's funny, Will, I was uh, at the Stream TV Summit in Denver last year and I was on a panel and I was asked you know do we have m and any any M&A predictions for 2024 and I thought about this a lot and I said that I thought that Vizio would be bought and it looks like I might be right because it was released it was rumored this week in the Wall Street Journal from people who should know uh, insiders who should know that actually Walmart is looking at purchasing Vizio, the television maker. And the the number that they're talking about seems to be about $2 billion And looking at how much money Vizio is making, that seems to be a reasonable valuation. I think it will probably end up being a bit more than that, something like $2.5 or something billion. But I, I really thought about this, Will, and to me, it seems to make a lot of sense for Walmart. I'm a little bit more hesitant about how good it is for Vizio. But I, I want to let, let me give you three things that I think can really help Walmart um, by them purchasing Vizio. So the first thing is that uh, Walmart Plus is uh, Walmart's loyalty plan. So this is like Prime is to Amazon, Walmart Plus is to Walmart. And they did a deal last year with Paramount Plus, which puts Paramount Plus ad tier for free in that plan. If you're a Walmart Plus customer, you can watch Paramount Plus for free, which is a good deal for Paramount Plus because it gets more eyeballs on the on that content so they see more ads and it's a good deal for Walmart because they get the stickiness of video well Vizio has a very very successful fast service called watch free plus very popular for um, for those people that are using a Vizio TV 
it is driving a ton of revenue into uh, Visio. So I was looking at last year's numbers and I, I reckon that Visio will make something like 600 million from its Platform Plus group, which includes Watch Free Plus in 2023. So, and this is where all the profit for Visio is coming from. So this is a very successful service. Um, I have a Visio TV. Every time I'm getting in there, they're pushing me to go watch stuff that's in Watch Free Plus. So I think right now that uh, well, as soon as a deal is done, they should immediately get Watch Free Plus available to Walmart Plus subscribers. Um, I think that would be a big benefit for them because they get to keep all the revenue that's generated. Well, not all the revenue, but they get get to keep a lot more revenue from the ads in Watch Free Plus viewers than they do. They probably don't get any of the revenue from Paramount Plus for watching the ads. So I think that's one thing they should do. The second thing is they have their own streaming players uh, on products. Uh, they have two of them. One's a stick and one is a box. They should, as quickly as they possibly can, flip those from Android TV and Google TV. They should flip them to Smartcast, which is Vizio's very, very capable smart TV operating system. Works extremely well, fast, performant, easy to use, gives good recommendations. They, so they should immediately flip that. And the reason they should do that is right now, those are on Google products. So Google gets all the recurring revenue from those, all of the ad views, all of the you know people signing up for services. That all goes to, to Google. They can immediately start getting the benefit of that. And the third thing they should do is Visio announced last quarter that they were going to start licensing Smartcast to other TV manufacturers. I think that, that Walmart can really help Smartcast get on more TVs because Walmart has a great relationship with a lot of TV manufacturers and so they can sort of sweeten the deal for them to get them to use Smartcast. And of course, if they do all of this, um, that will help them expand the reach of Smartcast, of Watch Free Plus, and the most important thing that this does, I think, for Walmart is it gives Walmart a footprint in commerce on the television, the same one that Amazon has, so that they will be able to close the loop on um, attribution of ads they can say definitively this ad led to a sale because they execute the sale in the Walmart store. So those are four really big reasons why I think this is a great deal for, for Walmart. And I think they could do, if they continue to put a lot of effort behind the Vizio, Smartcast and Watch Free Plus, they can do extremely well with this purchase. Yeah, I mean, I agree with all of those uh, points, Colin, just picking up on the last one that you made, um, the idea of some form of commerce or interactivity on the TV seems like a big win for uh, Walmart. They, of course, have been uh, active in the quote unquote retail media network space. So the idea of them being able to sell ads themselves and uh, matching those with or combining those in some way with the connected TVs that Vizio has um, the its footprint in seems like a really nice recipe for 
expanding um, the value of those ads into more of the kind of lower funnel um, interactivity where um, success is based on some type of conversion that Walmart would be uh, incenting from the viewers. So I, I like that piece a lot. And, and also just on that competitive dynamic, we, we know that Amazon is pushing that um, strongly as well in the um, Black Friday NFL game, the exclusive that they had, all of the Amazon ads included some form of interactivity, I think mainly QR codes. So, and, and now of course, Amazon has, as we all know, started including ads in Prime Video unless the Prime member pays an extra $3 per month to opt out of the ad. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot more activity from Amazon in the ad space. And within ads themselves, a lot more interactivity. So this seems like a pretty smart, would seem like a pretty smart move by Walmart um, to make sure that they don't get kind of left behind by what Amazon is doing. And Vizio has, I think, what, about 18 million monthly active users? It does. Is that around the number? That's so they're, exactly right. You know, so they're a fraction of the size of, of a Roku, as an example. Um, but they're still a sizable player, and, and certainly with Walmart's distribution and promotional muscle, they could drive up that number of uh, average users, I think, you know, pretty significantly. So I, I like the deal, too. I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't know what price, but I think strategically it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and the number that I've seen banded around, Will, is, as, as I say, is $2 billion. Um, But here's the thing. Here's the hesitancy I have over this deal, particularly for Vizio. Um, I think if Walmart is to really recognize the true value of this deal, they must stay really focused on continuing to grow SmartCast and Watch Free Plus. That must be a top priority. That's the big win that we see for Prime Video, right? Because it's, it's not just on Fire TV, it's on a whole bunch of other devices as well. So this is absolutely critical. If they want to recognize the value of Vizio fully, then they have to not cut the, the team at Vizio when they buy it. They need to invest and build it out. Because and really, truly, this gives, in, in my mind, Vizio is to Walmart like Fire TV is to Amazon. And what they really need to do is to do what Amazon has done and get as many Fire TV devices out there as possible and as well to get Prime Video on as many things as possible. Well, Walmart has the equivalent of those. It has SmartCast, which is a Fire TV equivalent, and it has Watch Free Plus, which is, well, I guess it's not Prime Video, but it's more like Freebie. They need to get that on everything and drive use of that on everything and so everything that they should be doing is to grow that footprint as much as possible and the reason is simple as you pointed out it gives them just a vastly uh, more people that they can now sell to and lock into using walmart in the same way that people are using prime video my my concern here is that what I've seen Walmart do in the past is really fumble the ball here. They purchased Voodoo because they wanted to make Voodoo that, you know, they saw the decrease in disc sales that that's one of the things that Walmart sells a lot of or was selling a lot of at one time. 
and they completely fumbled the ball. They didn't invest in the business. They didn't push hard enough to get um, to get Voodoo sort of ubiquitous store for people using buying um, buying stuff online. They didn't leverage the power of their stores to push Voodoo and to get and to get their customers using it. And they ended up selling it, and it really never really never made an impression. Uh, if they are serious about expanding their footprint in cyberspace in in the digital world they really need to put a lot of wood behind Vizio in it in the market it needs more investment not less they can't buy this and strip it it has to be invested in if it's going to be of any value to them going forward well let's see if by next week's podcast a deal is announced um, the journal article was really just uh kind of feeding on a, a rumor or the talks were happening, but nothing conclusive yet. So we'll see if there's news by next week. And and also assuming, you know, if there is news, if they share some details of how the deal is going to work and what the benefits are. Yeah, I, I would just say, I, when I said that I thought um, Vizio would be bought in 2024, I was thinking about who I thought would be good partners for Vizio, who could leverage Vizio the most and who would be a good partner to push the, the technology forward. And I actually didn't think of Walmart. I thought of somebody like TCL or Hisense. Uh, and the reason I thought of them is they really don't have a good solution in place right now. TCL is moving towards it. Hisense, well, it's spun out its OS into a separate company. Vidar is its OS. They could give Vizio Smartcast a global audience because they have a global footprint. And they have Watch Free Plus, which is great. I really thought that it would have been one of those that would end up purchasing Vizio. Uh, there was, a, I just saw a lot more alignment there between a big TV manufacturer and Vizio. That might still happen, I suppose. Now, now the starting gun has been fired. Other people may well start kicking the tires and, and taking interest. So as you say... Not a done deal by any means would be good for Walmart if they manage it correctly, but it also could be good for other other companies too. And I think we'll leave it at that this week, Colin. Stay tuned, as they say. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Thank you, Colin. Good chatting. And it's always another season out there, so hang in there. Always another one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thanks, everyone, and uh, we'll see you all again next week. Inside the Stream is a production of In Screen Media and Video News, all rights reserved.